Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, let me give you just a little brief overview of uh, what uh, kind of led to this podcast and what you can expect in listening to the podcast. Uh, and don't forget to hit subscribe uh, as you're listening here. Um, the soul of business, it's, uh, the word soul comes from Greek. And out of the Greek mythologies, out of the Greek sensibilities, there was, you know, and this is Aristotelian out of Aristotle, you know, the soul is that, that spark in anything that actually gives it expression. That was probably the, uh, the colloquial translation of, of what we're talking about with spark. It's the spirit. You know, so when we're talking about you know, doing something with spirit, we're talking about accessing that peace that actually gives it life that makes it meaningful. And so when I'm thinking about the soul of business, there you know, obviously is a soul to everything. There's a spark to anything that has ever existed or ever will exist that actually brought it into creation and actually brought it into manifestation. And with a business in particular, that spark starts to get covered as the business tends to mature. And the way I think about that is the business gets started. It's got a mission. People are passionate about it. There are little crusader rabbits out there going out, just going to want to make it happen. They build a business to deliver on the mission. And at some point, there's a little inflection where the business starts becoming more important than the mission. Conversations are about business metrics, not mission metrics. Start focusing on the numbers rather on you know, rather than on the impact of the mission. Those sorts of things, and it's very subtle, but it's very pervasive. And this is one of the reasons that we have such high levels of employee disengagement around the world. You know, Gallup has been studying this for years, and the typical numbers that they come back with year after year is about eighty-seven percent of the workforce globally is emotionally disengaged from what they're doing. And from my perspective, it's because they're disengaged from access to the spirit, the soul of the enterprise. The mission has gone missing. And so the journey to the soul of business, when I wrote Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business, that was essentially what that book was about. How do we reconnect to the soul of business? So that's what we're talking about in um, uh, The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I'm very fortunate to have a very eclectic uh, uh, Rolodex, if you will, uh, and the, the guests that I have been featuring on the show have been fascinating. Uh, they've run the gamut uh, from entrepreneurs, uh, an Australian startup, uh, to uh, a major general uh, in the uh, U.S. Army, uh, so it'll be quite, quite a spectrum. And today's guest is not... Uh, dissimilar to any of those folks. Uh, specifically, we're going to be looking at the question of sales today, uh, which you know, every organization revolves around sales. You've got to sell something in order to stay in business. Um, C. Lee Smith is the CEO and founder of Sales Fuel, which is a Columbus, Ohio-based firm that was named actually one of the top 15 sales enablement vendors in 2019 by Selling Power. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, one of the top 15 vendors uh, in sales. Um, got a unique portfolio of sales tools that he's developed. You know, training intelligence sales fuel provides thousands of sales teams nationwide with the power to sell smarter. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. Uh, 
providing further value to their accounts, standing out from competition, and attracting a higher level of talent and clientele. Um, Lee himself was named uh, the leading sales consultant in 2018 uh, by Selling Power, um, which designated him as one of the country's foremost leaders on developing high-performance sales teams, sales discovery, and needs analysis sales coaching, hiring for sales culture, and sales management, as well as leadership. So uh, I could go on and on with this. Uh, his, his pedigree in this uh, domain of sales, sales um, is, is significant. Uh, so I'm very pleased to be able to welcome him to the show. Lee, how you doing? I'm doing well, Blaine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much. So the uh, question uh, that I always lead with here, just to begin, is the soul of business. And now you heard my preamble coming into the mm -hmm, show. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm nodding my head yes the whole time. So yeah, it was great. Well, the, the question that I put in front of you right now, and then we'll just kind of riff from there, is for you, when, when you hear something called either compassionate capitalism, which is an oxymoron mm -hmm. for most people, but a journey to the soul of business, what does the soul of business evoke? What does it bring up yeah, for you? Yeah, I, even going back to the first uh, term that you used there, compassionate capitalism, is that you know that companies really should be more about than just making money. It's more than you know, just about... You know, being so focused on the bottom line and that you lose sight of really what's important is which is what is the purpose of the business what what was this business created to do and then more importantly than the people within the business because every business you know has a mission then to employ people and to give people a a great living and you know to support their families and when we lose sight of that uh, we lose sight of one of the major reasons why businesses exist in the first place and why people go to work every day. They don't go to, you know, sometimes if, if they don't go to work because they have a cause that they totally believe in it, and that's now we're getting into the, into the soul part, you know, then at the very least they're going to work then to make money then to support their family. And, and that's what gives them their, their fuel. And so uh, for me, uh, the, the soul business is where your fuel comes from. It's what drives you, what motivates you, what gets you up in the morning. And, you know, and maybe you've got a crappy boss or maybe you've got a crappy coworker that, that you don't enjoy working with. Or maybe you've got, uh, you know, the business has some financial issues or something like that. But if you so believe in the cause of that business, the purpose of that business, or you so believe in uh, what that business enables you to be able to do, uh, even when the clock strikes 515 uh, every day, uh, then you know that's what it's all about, and and I love the I love the name of the podcast. I mean, uh, I'm a I'm a cyclist. I do long distance cycling, and that's something that I you know that that's really important to me. Uh, that's my outlet for stress. I leave it out on the highway, and uh, you know I, I do you know hundred mile rides for for cancer research. I do one every year. It's 350 miles that, that goes from Cleveland to Cincinnati in four days, and yeah, you know, we raised over a million dollars to the American Cancer Society just in this one year. And uh, Pelotonia here in Columbus, we raised uh, over $200 million over the 10-year life of, uh, of that event uh, for the James Cancer Hospital here in Columbus. And, uh, and, it's, and, it's, and that's really great. And one of the ways in which I train for that during the wintertime, because in Columbus, you know, it's, it's snowy and icy in the winter months, you know, I go indoors. And when I'm on the road, uh, I love sneaking into a place called Soul Cycle. So, and what's interesting about that is it's not just a cycling class. It actually, it feels like something more than that. 
you know, it, it feels like, you know, you somehow come out of that energized, uh, your, your shoulders are a little lighter, uh, your heart is full. And, you know, I think that's the sole part that, that perhaps that they're aiming for. And, and I think I, I would like to apply the same thing to sole businesses that, you know, when your shoulders are lighter and there's a pep in your step and, and, and you're energized, um, that, that's the soul. I like that. Uh, <laughs> pep in your step. I, I, I made a note here. Uh, it's where your fuel comes from. I think that's probably one of the, you know, the, the pithiest uh, answers to that question, what is the soul of business, or what is the soul generally? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's where your fuel comes from. It's, you know, and again, back to the Greek, it's that spark that just kind of allows me to manifest, to be creative. And I had to tie it into the brand name too. I had to do that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to tie it into the brand name. I'm in sales, remember. So. There, you go. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned Peloton. Uh, they've been in the news lately. Um, about being able to sustain their value, they're you know the the, the big thing in uh, the exercise uh, world right now and that sort of stuff. Um, when I you know, and I and I know a number of folks that have got the Peloton bikes, um, so I mean, they're, they're they're my wife won't let me get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was talking with a fellow the other day, uh, yeah, Jeffrey Hazlett, actually, who. Uh, uh, good friend of mine, yeah, good friend of mine as well, uh, and former uh, CMO at Eastman Kodak, and he made a comment about uh, where Kodak went wrong, uh, mm -hmm. quote unquote wrong, um, and it had to do with they forgot that what they were doing was uh, working with emotional technology, and the this is where the business got into the uh, into the mix here um, when digital came out. Um, the focus was, well, we can't really embrace that because we sell film. You know, this little right. box of film is the most ubiquitous and most visible brand on the planet today. And it was at that point in time. But mm, they forgot was. the emotional technology that they were actually founded on, which was you know, the original Polaroid. Um, so uh, for you in the sales process, you know, when you're working with you know, your client organizations, to uh, bring sales processes uh, you know, to a higher level of performance. How frequently does a conversation about meaning come in? Uh, and I say meaning here, and I'm referencing it back to that, that thing that gives me fuel. That's, where, that's what meaning does. Yeah, how, do you, mm -hmm. how do you leverage that with what you do? Yeah, the best way to do that is through one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, and what, and because what fuels people is different for every single person. That you know, now now granted, I mean, if if you are in a cause-based business, then you would like to believe that everybody believes in that cause, but everyone also has other motivators, uh, which drive them and which fuel them. And so the first thing you've got to do as a manager or as a leader is that you've got to understand how everybody's different and how everybody's fuel is different, their motivators are different. And what that allows you to do is that it enables you or empowers you then to actually have conversations about really what's important to them. And then if you can then translate what's important to the company and, uh, and combine that somehow or align that with what's important to them and what's driving them and what's fueling them, you're going to get the results that you're looking for. And, and, and if you're asking them to spend a little bit more time you know, working on being more curious or doing more research and doing more homework than on the client so they can uh, be more useful to them or getting their reports in on time or little things like that, 
uh, they'll make the extra effort if, if they can see where their motivations are aligned then with what the company's motivations are. Right. And, you know, that's an interesting way. That's getting the actual horse before the cart, I think. <laughs> okay. Metaphorically. So, and because in my experience, you know, in many sales organizations, it's, you know, here's our sales target. Here's our sales goals and objectives. It's important to the company. And, oh, by the way, if you happen to get something out of it, that's going to be fine. Uh, so the cart gets in yeah, front of the horse. That's backwards. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the cart before the horse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of, you know, sales has got this um, notion or stigma. Stigma. Well, yeah, stigma in the sense that um, it's externally motivated, is how most people will think of sales. You know, 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 commission based sales. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's external motivators that most people, when they think of sales, they, they bring that to mind that there's an external motivator that's causing you to want to put this in front of me. How do you deal with the question of what's a tr- what's a, what's an effective motivator and how does that get uh, actually positioned? Well, I can definitely speak to the, the stigma part first. I, I want to talk about that because yeah, the, the term that usually comes up when you bring up the term sales is if they think of used car salesperson <laughs> or they think about the time they go into, into the best buy and, and they're, and they're, you know, they have five different sales people converge on them or asking if they can help, you know, when, and then oddly enough, then when you actually need them or they're they're never there. And, you know, and and it's annoying because it's like, you know, that they're just, they have their own, their own motivations, you know, first, I've got to hit this number. I've got to, to contact X number of people. I've got to generate X number of dollars in revenue and it's all about them. And sales is at its most effective when the motivator is all about helping other people. Right. So sales is helping other people. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to do enough homework to actually understand, uh, you know, what a business problem is or what goal that they want to achieve and why it's important to, to the buyer personally. And if you can do those things on the front end, then everything gets to be much easier. Everyone, everyone focuses on ABC, always be closing, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, famous movie. Alec Baldwin and the like, and it's like, and that's, you know, everyone's focused on the closing. And the thing is, is that where salespeople tend, tend to trip themselves up is it actually starts in the discovery and the fact that you didn't care enough or you weren't motivated enough to actually help the client that you didn't, you weren't curious enough to ask the questions that you needed to ask to find out why they wanted to talk to you in the first place. <laughs> salespeople these days, you know, it's like, it's different a little bit for us because, you know, the, the customer's always been in control, but now they know it. And so the, the customer has already been on the product website. They've already read the, the reviews and the ratings. They've already you know, comp- done all the comparison shopping, all that kind of stuff. And then they'll talk to the salesperson. And so it, they, they already have something in mind. They already have a problem they want to solve, a goal they want to achieve. And they think that your product might be able to help them do that. And so it's different now that you know, they don't necessarily need a salesperson then to tell them uh, you know, what product they, they should buy. What they need us to be able to do for them is to tell them, here's how you use our product effectively and here's how much of it you have to buy to be able then to solve that problem or achieve that goal. Uh-huh. And if you, if you come at it from a, from a position of got to find the pain, got to find the pain, like that's what so many salespeople are, are taught to do, 
and say, going, well, I only care about the pain because then that, that, that can, you know, that, that's a trigger that I need to be able to sell them my product. And it's like, that's, that's wrong. I mean, it's like you have to understand the, the situation definitely from the business point of view and you have to understand why it's important to them. But it's, it really needs to be based on the fact of how can my product, my services, uh, and how can I as an individual help this person to feel better about themselves, to feel better about their stature within the company, uh, to uh, you know, feel great at the end of the day knowing they actually accomplished something or, or they've begun work on solving something that's, that's really perplexed them for many weeks or months at a time. Yeah. And uh, it made them look good in the eyes of their boss. And so therefore, you know, that, that improves their, again, improves their stature in the company. Well, that's it sounds the, like, where we, yeah, it, it sounds like what you're talking about really is a process of connecting a consumer, a client, a customer to what fuels them. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and yeah, and, and the other thing is, is that it's, it's not, uh, you know, the purchase of our product, you know, that, that we're selling is not, not a solution. It's the effective use of our product then right. applied to the problem or the goal. And that's where a salesperson has to care enough to ask enough questions and understand the business uh, of, you know, of the client and the business needs of the client and more importantly, the business wants of the client. But, you know, if you don't understand the business, then you're not really going to be able to understand how to apply then your product or service to be able to solve that problem. That's really what the salesperson, uh, that's the value that the salesperson brings. Salespeople yeah. today don't add value. They are the value. They because, are the value. You know, yeah. Go online and buy a product. That we don't need you for that. See, but that like yeah, where I need you yeah. is to help me, you know, actually apply this so that I, I can get results out of it. I remember years ago, I mean, this literally goes back uh, to about 1979, 1980, I think I was, uh, at one point in my life, I was a security salesman, uh, I sold you know, licensed securities. And I remember I, uh, and it was a fairly high ticket uh, uh, product that we were actually you know, offering out. Uh, and <clears throat> I talked a particular client, and I think it was about a $50,000 buy, uh, which back then was a lot of money. Uh, I talked him into and out of the sale seven times. Hmm. And he said yes. And then I went, well, wait a minute. Have we really answered the question that, I, that I'm hearing? And it was, I mean, it was a really interesting. Uh, there's a part of me that just kind of stepped outside of myself as I was watching me do this. Because, uh, wait a minute, shut up. You got the, you got the sale. But something just mm -hmm. didn't feel right. And so I would ask another question and go, well, you know, I haven't thought about it. So we went right in you know, literally seven times into and out of the sale. And ultimately he didn't do it. And it was clean. It was absolutely, you know, there was a better product for him that was going to serve his needs far better. And had he bought, there would have been all kinds of recriminations down the line. So it wouldn't have served him well. I've never forgotten that. And the, the piece that I was most, clear about was how connected I was to, you know, my sense of integrity, um, which is a value core. And then when I go back to this whole notion of soul, it's what fuels me. My values actually fuel me. And being able to be, you know, it's easier to talk about values than it is to act on values, in my experience. And companies do it every day. Every day. <laughs> so, and this is where we start getting ourselves disconnected from spirit or disconnected from soul. So I love the way that you position that whole sales conversation 
it, it's, it, it, it's a very, I think, useful uh, framing of it. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I can see why you're getting some of the accolades that you get you know, <laughs> for the work that you do. Um, it's nice of you to say, Blaine. Thank you. Well, it, it's, it's also true. And, and the fact that you are, you know, I mean, and this is kind of a, a in, in the spirit of disclosure, I mean, we're both part of the uh, C-suite networks organization mm -hmm. in the Hero Club. So uh, there's a reason that you're on this show and that has to do with, you know, you, you walk the talk. Yeah, we live this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the soul of the soul of business is is uh, something that's important to us, and you know, that's again my language for it. Um, what are some ways that people can find out more about what you do specifically that uh, would be useful for them? I mean, I'll just kind of open that up for you as, as kind of a little commercial plug. Well, I'm going to start with the customary salesfuel.com as our website. We have a uh, we have lots of great products on there, three specific platforms, one then for media sales, which is an intelligence platform, which kind of helps people understand the, these businesses a little bit better. And uh, one, which is a sales coaching platform, which I mentioned one-on-one -on -one coaching earlier. And another one is a sales hiring platform, uh, because one of the things that can really jolt a company and, and, and really defuel, uh, you know, individuals is having to work with a toxic coworker or have or work for a toxic boss. And identify toxic as someone who makes, you know, makes others perform worse. Yeah, they don't make other people better around them. They make people actually worse around them. And uh, it, what you and the best way, of course, to deal with that is to not hire them in the first place. And <laughs> there are some definitely there are some metrics and some methods that you can use then to help you prevent uh, from hiring those types of people. And, uh, you know, is it foolproof? No, but it's a heck of a lot better than, than, than going with your gut. And uh, that's, that's what we do there. That's at salesshield.com. We also do have a podcast of our own called Manage Smarter. My co-host, Audrey Strong, and I, uh, we have all kinds of interesting guests. You know, we've had Tom Peters on. We've had, of course, Jeff, Jeffrey Hazlett, you mentioned earlier, Cy Wakeman, people, great people like that. Uh, and we talk about management and, and the travails of what it's like to manage people these days and how to do it a little bit smarter. And uh, you, you had mentioned about business kind of, kind of getting off track a little bit, get, getting off, off their mission. And, you know, it, it's not just about the metrics and it's like when they're tasked with, you know, expectations that they have to deliver upon, whether it be for their investors or uh, sometimes just to make payroll and th that sort of thing. But uh, or there's a certain number that they want to hit, that can definitely take them off, mis off mission. The other thing that I, I've noticed, though, a lot of times is that it's, it's people. As a business grows, you get more and more people. And, you know, if you're not careful, uh, it only takes one or two toxic people, or it only takes some people that are a little self-serving and not as committed to the mission, then they kind of get you off track. And if they're stirring up drama and causing problems, then what's happening is that the management is having to deal with that drama, deal with those problems, and it sucks a little bit of your soul. I mean, it's like it, 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 just, it just kills it a little bit. And if that, that continues to happen, you know, day after day or week after week, uh, it can have a profound effect on a team or on, on a company. And, you know, so, yeah, the people part of it is, is that, you know, those soft skills that that that, that we talk about that, uh, that Tom Peters talks a lot about, as a matter of fact, you know that where he said the hard skills are you know are easy and the soft skills are hard, and it's it's the one part that I think that a lot of managers really have to pay more attention to, 
because that's the thing that can really take you off, mi off mission, off brand, off message even, and uh, off the money. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, you know, that's when we talk about the soul business, there, there, there's something that eats at the soul business and, and it, it can be uh, people who are not devoted to the same mission, who do not live uh, by the, the same ideals, mission and values that, that you do or that your company does. Right. You know, that, that actually brings up two points here. One is an internal sales process. Yeah. How do you sell people on the mission of the organization? So that, that's, that's one part of it. Because that, if, if I'm successful at doing that, you know, I've, I've got a, I'm basically developing a culture that supports uh, right. the efficacy of that mission. I remember you know, I was doing some work with Starbucks years ago. I, I spent about you know, almost six years uh, consulting with them. Um, and I was talking with one of the, uh, the store managers. Uh, and she was having some difficulty at that point in time uh, staffing a barista position. And I said, well, you, know, aren't, you don't have any applications? Because I, you know, I was familiar with Starbucks enough to know that, yeah, they've got a fairly, half, you know, you know, they, they recruit fairly well. She said, no, no, I've got, I've got about, and I think she said, I think I've got 73 applications. And I said, well, what's the problem of barista? This is, you know, it's not rocket science. And she says, I absolutely agree with you. I can teach anybody how to make a good cup of coffee. What I can't do is teach them how to be with my customers. And mm -hmm. I'm looking for the right fit. Now, where I'm going with that, and this is where the sales thing comes in back into play for me, sales oftentimes has an artificial timeline to it. You know, and it's quarterly goals, it's targets, you know, those sorts of things. We have to do this by this time. And it's That's that business. artificial, yeah. yeah, that artificial time that begins to impose a stressor on the process whereby we can begin to lose connection with the mission, if you will. So we'll make an expedient decision rather than a decision that's in service of the longer term uh, mission of the organization. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think that's true of all business. I think that when you see private companies become public companies and now all of a sudden, you know, we've got quarterly reports and we've got analysts we've got to report to and we've got to please and stockholders that we've got to, we've got to please but everything becomes all about these are our quarterly numbers and then here are our annual numbers and you know if that wasn't there before i don't have that in my company because we're a privately owned company and and i'm and i'm thankful for that uh, because i i wouldn't want to have those stressors and so if someone doesn't make a sale you know and we and, and we miss goal for the for the third quarter or something like that well, that's fine because I know that we've, we've done enough of the right things where so the, the fourth quarter it just got a lot better. So I don't worry about it. But it's like I don't have to report numbers to people. And so I think that that, that is pretty much the – that it's business doing that. Now, let's add to that. In, in sales, you know, we've got quotas we've got to hit. You know, and the quotas are there because, hey, we've got to meet certain sales numbers in order to be able to pay the bills and to be able to make investments that we need to make. And – uh, and, and uh, you know, people uh, up at corporate, we got to keep happy. And, uh, you know, so you have these monthly goals and you have these quarterly quotas and that sort of thing. And that then causes the salesperson then to stop thinking long term, just like being a public company causes companies to stop thinking long term as much as they should. Right. And the thing is that you have to realize that you know, your timetable is not their timetable. And, you know, they don't care about your sales, they care about theirs. And so, you know, 
just because you have a sense of urgency does not mean you can impose that sense of urgency on them. They have to have that sense of urgency to act now or to solve a problem now or, or meet a goal of their own. And that's not something that you can really impose on somebody. I know that when, and, you know, in promotion, you know, we say, well, you know, if you buy by the end of the month, we've got a special deal going on right now, blah, 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 blah. Really? Because I'm pretty sure two, day, you know, two days after the end of the month or whatever, if I asked you for it or whatever, you'd give it to me anyway. So, you know, that's, but it's like, so that's the whole game of, of advertising, marketing, promotion, and sales is that uh, you know, we want people to, to act now, you know, and if, and if you act now, we'll also throw in da 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 and, and, and you've heard it a million times. And, uh, you know, for a business, particularly that's a service-based business and particularly a B2B business, uh, you know, even the B2C businesses that are service-related as well, uh, it's like, that doesn't work. You know, and I definitely would recommend shying away from that uh, yeah. just because you cannot impose your, your sense of urgency on somebody else. Yeah, people will see through that. And, and I mean, there's a psychological reason, and you're very familiar with this. You know, people respond more to a takeaway than they do to a, to a give. Uh, right. So, yeah. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here uh, for this uh, podcast is everything, everything in life has a sales component to it. Mm -hmm. literally everything. Yeah. I'm selling bedtime to my grandkids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, um, for my listeners here, I want you to actually spend some time going to sales, um, uh, sales fuel, salesfuel.com. Check out what Lee's got. Uh, he's one of the best in the business when it comes to, you know, selling with integrity, really, um, selling with, uh, a connection to what really matters. And yeah, yeah, he's a recognized expert in this field. And it's, yeah, life is a, life is a sales game. That's, that's essentially what life is. I'm selling to my partners all the time. I'm selling to my spouse all the time. Uh, I'm yeah. even selling to myself when I try to, <laughs> you know, take on a new, new task or something. And I've got to sell myself on it. So how we go about approaching that makes a big difference. And I loved the way that you defined what a soul of business really is about. It's the fuel that keeps me moving. It's the fuel that fires me. And I want to kind of end on that note uh, with, with uh, just an acknowledgement of what you brought to this, uh, Lee. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been very well, and again, I want to reemphasize here, people can you know, best find you at sales, salesfuel.com. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Any other things that you might want to point them to that uh, would be useful at this point? Uh, you know, we have great videos called, called Sell Smarter you know, once a month. You know, they're, they're one minute long. You'll find them on, on our social media channels. Just search for Sales Fuel, whatever social media that, that, that you want to get to. They're one minute long. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not bad to watch and, uh, you know, very colorful and that, that sort of thing. And they each have teachable moments to them as well as the Manage Smarter podcast is really great and entertaining as well. And I think you guys will really enjoy that. And, but yeah, it's like, it's really all about what, what fuels us. And that's, uh, you know, that's what we bring to, to the job every single day. And we hope that you do too. Great. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, my guest today has been Lee Smith, the CEO and founder of Sales Fuel. Again, salesfuel.com. 
salesfuel.com. And uh, I apologize for the interruption there. Uh, the, the phone was ringing. Um, this is Blaine Bartlett, uh, your host of blainebartlett.com. You can find out more about what I'm up to at blainebartlett.com. Um, the Soul of Business uh, airs bi-weekly or bi-monthly, you know, two times a month. So click on subscribe and uh, look forward to seeing you the next time we're uh, on the air. And in the meantime, enjoy your journey to the soul of business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.